This is Chris Cooper, and you are listening to Two Brain Radio. Last week, I got to host some of the senior mentors from the Two Brain Mentoring Team. It was their first visit to the new Two Brain Workshop, my local mentoring facility and co-working space in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. While they were up, we talked a lot about process, how we could help gym owners more, how we could help other business owners. And we talked about opportunities. Where's the market going? What will the market look like? What do affiliate owners actually need? I was getting hyped up for my big visit to HQ, and that's where I'm recording this intro now from Scotts Valley, California, just outside Santa Cruz. And so we said the word CrossFit about 10,000 times. But I also wanted to put the mentors on a hot seat. So before we finished up on Saturday night, we gathered inside the cafe called Feeding Your Soul inside the Two Brain Workshop. I poured a few beers and I put Danielle Brown, Jason Williams, and Jeff Burlingame, three of the senior mentors, on the hot seat. I fired all kinds of questions at them. And I started with questions like, if you had to raise $5,000 for your gym in the next 10 days, how would you do it? If you caught a coach having an affair with one of your members, what would you do? And hot stuff like that. But then I threw them a few curveballs. I said, if you owned a hairstyling salon and blah, 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 what would you do then? What if you owned a cab company? Because I wanted to show them and you that the lessons that we're teaching here apply to any service-based business. On Thursday, you're going to see a blog post from me come out talking about similarities and huge opportunities for you as a CrossFit gym owner to help other entrepreneurs in your community. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, enjoy this short episode called Mentor Hot Seat Volume 1. Hey, welcome to Two Brain Radio. This is Chris, and I am here with three of the senior Two Brain mentors. Danielle Brown is on my left. Jay Williams is across from me. Jeff Berlin is to my right. And we are trying out a uh, Muskoka Brewery beer. These guys are in Canada at the Two Brain Workshop, and we're going to take advantage here. Uh, what we're going to do here is a round-robin hot seat. I'm going to fire out a question, and first, Danielle is going to answer the first one. We'll just kind of go around and get the on-the-spot wisdom of uh, three, four senior Two Brain mentors. So, guys, welcome. Thanks for having Hi, us. Thanks for yeah, having thanks us. For going. Thanks for having us. So, uh, yeah, we're not even a beer in yet, so these should be pretty good answers. Uh, we'll get better. Okay, first question. You are a gym owner, and you need to make $5,000 in the next 10 days. Where do you start, Danny? I would start by going back through, I think, my former client list on the most probable clients that I could pull back in my gym. And I would get on the phone and try to call at least 30 of them and ask them how I can get them back to the gym or how I can help them. Um, and I would have a conversation with them about their goals. Pretty solid. Jay? Um, I would look at what offers have I made in the past that have been successful. So, uh, you know, the CrossFit Light class or like, you know, come get a free in-body scan or whatever. Figure out an offer that's been successful and then put together an ad and post it on Facebook. If I can get anybody interested in that ad, I will double, triple, quadruple my spend until I get people coming in and uh, just keep hammering on that until I get uh, $5,000 in 10 days. Jeff? Uh, I would meet with a couple of seed clients of mine to get some ideas. and also, if I was thinking about starting another program, like Jay said, go back to something that worked really well in the past, run that by them, get them involved in it, um, get some content out of that, 
and have them kind of sound off to the membership for me um, and do some organic advertising for me. We should make this a contest. Yeah, this is a great contest. <laughs> <right>. And we're <laughs> going to try this on Monday. <laughs> Who gets 5000 first? <laughs> it's going to be tough for you, Danny. I yeah. know. <laughs> Chris, what would you do? I would go straight to my email list. I'd start with love letters. Uh, first, identify the type of client that I would want back that would get me closest to $5,000 all on their own. Um, and then figure out what their biggest problem is and then start writing letters to my email list every day until I found it. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Next question. If you could either do all four of these things or just one of these things in the next three days, what would you do? Danny? I would, uh, I would probably do yours just because we've seen it be very successful lately. So... I would say that's similar to my idea. I yeah. I sort of stole yours. I mean, I just did this four weeks ago, so I would just go into Facebook and turn ads on. You know, or just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Run yeah. the same thing. Uh, ads terrify me, so I would do some love letters, but I could probably meet with at least a seed client in the next couple of days, so maybe do both. Okay. So uh, the common answer, though, is that none of us would try to do all four, right? We'd pick one and do that thing. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yep. Do it really well. Okay. Next question. We're going to start with Jeff on this one. Jeff, um, a coach just quit, and you have to hire somebody new before November 1st. What's your process? Uh, so I've got about a month. Get three time. weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Sure. Um, I would start with my membership base first. Um, if I knew anybody, I could talk to them first. If I, if I had anybody in mind, if I didn't, I would just put out the advanced theory course and just make that an offering. If anybody wants to learn more about what we do as CrossFit coaches and get involved in that, also learn some public speaking, get that off the ground. Um, I would not have them done in time for November, but I'd at least have the Let's say you need them the to pipeline. start coaching November 1st. Uh, then I would... Just make sure that I had ads up for that. I mean, if I don't post anything, I can't go anywhere. So get an ad up on Indeed, free ad, Facebook jobs, um, and I don't know, uh, barbell jobs. Uh, just put some things out there, start talking to them. Way, uh, way to hype a partner, bro. Yeah, Good job. Get, get there. <laughs> uh, so I, I posted multiple <laughs> platforms, same, same generic posts, and go from there, weed people out, call their references. Um, but then another thing I've liked recently is there's an app that uh, universities and community colleges use. Uh, it's called Handshake, and you can, it's free. It's awesome. You can register for it, and you create connections with local schools. Um, so I can go to schools that have an exercise science program. I create a connection, and then I just post a job. I just say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. If you guys have people that want internships, which they do, and they want job placement too because it makes them look better, then I can make that connection there and get some interns, get some free coaches. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Jay, three um, weeks. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask questions about this, but I would probably uh, start looking if my part-time coaches could be promoted to full-time coaches first. Good one. Um, so that would be that would be number one. Um, you probably don't have time to train somebody, so I don't know. Go to poachacoach.com or something. Poachacoach.com. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's just, 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 just pause. Buy that right now. Just pause. Why go to GoDaddy? 
Um, no, I would, I would probably, I would actually post post on job sites with, um, you know, very specific posts that talks about the benefits of the company, but also mentions that you can earn, you know, seventy five to a hundred thousand dollars doing this job. Okay, Definitely because because yeah. because what I think happens is we get these, you know, we post these jobs. But people see coach or fitness coach and they think, oh, I can't make any money doing that. Yeah. Right. That's and it's true. like, you know, if, if you post that actually, yes, you can make money doing this, then you start to appeal to people that maybe wouldn't have considered it otherwise. So that's what I would do. And I would just, like you said, start vetting people. You know, last time I posted, I was getting applications from all over the country. And Love so, uh, you know, that, that's, that's what I would do if it was three weeks. Yeah. Danny, three weeks. Give me a coach. Um, so I definitely will look at this from multiple angles and not just kind of start with one thing. So I would immediately put up an ad on Facebook, on Indeed, on Craigslist. And now that I know about Handshake, I would do that too. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great. Um, obviously, I would at the same time start talking to my part-timers, asking if anyone else uh, wants more responsibility or could take on some more hours. Um, and I'd begin looking in my community as well to see if there's someone that I could at least get in the pipeline to start training. Awesome. Jay, you're going to start wait, with this wait. one. What was your, what's your answer? Yeah. My answer is um, look within. Uh, I don't have time to train. So then I would go to stage two, which is look in the local community. Uh, who's the best trainer in town? Can I give them a better opportunity than they currently have? Then I would go to, I've got two local universities here, Sioux College and Lake Superior State. I'd call and say, who's the best student you have? Uh, yeah, and then after that, I'd probably try to, talk somebody into moving into town yeah i think local trainers is definitely yeah a good one local local fitness trainers because they're getting most of the time screwed yeah exactly you know a lot of my clients have had personal trainers in the past so i could say like you know uh mary jane who did you have who, who did you train with before that you really liked have a coffee with that person if it works i would invite them to do two pt sessions in my gym with my c clients have them evaluate them and then if they're a good fit, I can train them on how to really train people. But if they don't have the personality, then I have to go deeper. Yeah. yeah. Right. My last two, which I did have to hire really quickly, both came from university. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You guys met Sarah today. She's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do this. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Challenge number two. All right. Question three. Question three. So many things to do this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the list just keeps yeah. going now. Uh, Jay, your head coach. Uh, has been having an affair with a married member. What do you do? You have to, they're coming into the Long new class. Shame. You got thirty minutes to this, figure out what you're going to do. This is what easy because this has happened. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, having an affair with a member. Uh, so I, I fire that head coach uh, immediately, and um, and what I've what you know basically very similar situation I basically said you know look you can't coach here anymore it's you know it's in your contract that you don't fraternize with the members yeah and uh and you know you're gonna have to find other employment then you know I send a a very short not detailed message about what happened to the members or I you know make announcement about what happened to the members and you know go back to step number two and find another head coach (laughs) (laughs) okay Danny curveball because that might have been a perfect answer Uh, curveball it's not in their contract that they don't have sex with your members Um, I would still fire the head coach 
Okay. It's going to cause discord in my community. And <laughs> I would just have a conversation, a candid conversation with my coach on the spot and say, you, you can't cause that type of disruption. That's against what we do here. That's simple. By the way, that's why it's in the contract. Yeah. That's why it's in the contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it would be in my contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything in the contract is because it happened to me. <laughs> yeah. For <laughs> this reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and this hasn't happened, it's going to happen. Go open up your Word doc. <laughs> go ahead and fix that. Yeah. Okay, Jeff, go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would definitely fire them. Walk of shame. I would collect all my members and we'd create a channel and they have to walk. <laughs> shame. <laughs> <As> we shame. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, fire them. Uh, it depends on how the situation occurred, but potentially that member too. And then communicate that. To the mistake I've made in the past with not this situation but others is not communicating that to I was just going to say so I bet a lot of people have the question after hearing our responses to that how do you handle that conversation Chris how would you handle that conversation oh dang ha <laughs> <laughs> <I> see <laughs> um, so my email to members would be that at Catalyst we believe in um, openness complete transparency and we also have an unwritten moral code for our members, but we have a written moral code for uh, our coaches. And um, if anybody is violating that moral code, I believe it breaches the trust between us and our members. And um, you know, Jay will no longer be serving our, our members through Catalyst. Yeah, shame. Read between the lines. Shame, 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 shame. shame. <laughs> I mean, the best thing really is sincerely, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing. The best thing really is just to be honest and upfront, because yeah. like. You're not going to protect anyone's feelings. Everyone knows what happened. Exactly. Right. right. You don't have to say it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so you just, you know, you just have to be honest and upfront, and like it's going to be a lot of drama for a while, and then it passes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's much less drama if you don't try to just sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Because right. it's totally worse. So, so deal with it right up front. You're saying. Yeah. Yes. Don't go to the affiliate owners group and post a question. What should I do? My head coach just slept with a member. Take none of that advice. <laughs> <laughs> or just ranting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so Jeff, I'm going to give you an easy one. Um, woman comes in. She's like, you know, I really like your gym. Um, my husband, I want him to come and do CrossFit with me, but he's got a bad knee, so he's scared. What do you say there? <laughs> Bring him in so I can talk to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I have uh, a lot of my coaches have exercise science degrees. We have experience, so it's like, you know, I, I can usually use a story. So I've probably worked with a client that had a knee injury. I have worked with a client that had a knee injury or knee replacement or hip replacement. If I have social proof right there, I'll point out a member who I'm currently working with that has a situation similar to that doesn't have to be the exact same doesn't even matter but just some sort of injury ailment something that's going on that would lead normal people to believe that they could not do crossfit or boot camp or pt but they are and as a result of doing that what benefits they've seen from it and then hopefully at that point that sells her a little bit more and then we say hey why don't we meet up for half an hour i'll work with them Uh, it's on me and we'll just go from there okay yeah, I think the stories are important. Uh, I mean, if I if I were going like, you know, sort of blue sky, I'd say, okay, let me just uh, show you a little video of my knee surgery, <laughs> and uh, and say, and say, 
you know, this, like I had knee surgery, my knees hurt all the time. And when I started doing this and learned how to squat better, then my knees stopped hurting. Right. Um, you know, this, this can help you. So, you know, all, all I'm trying to get them to do is come in for an intro. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would try to, I would say, look, give me their details and I'll send them something that will be interesting for them. And just try to get a conversation started. Get them on the phone or get them to come in for a control. It's a great one. Yeah. Danny? Yeah, same. I would just try to get that person in for a conversation. Um, you know, just for a minute that they really have nothing to lose. I'm just going to gain at least uh, some information on what they could maybe do at home. Even if they made the decision to not join my gym, that's fine too. But I'll give them some value during that no sweat intro and um, hopefully get a new client out of it. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I do the same thing as you guys, basically, which is uh, find a way to have a conversation. Here's something I can do that will help. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, Danielle, you're you're two month, two weeks into opening your gym, brand new gym. You just upgraded. Your members love it, and the landlord calls you and says you're making too much noise. You're in violation of my lease. What do you do? Your neighbors are complaining, Danny. Uh, I would probably um, take my lease to a lawyer and find out if it's actually true. <laughs> I think that would be my first step. Yeah, I would level up pretty quickly there too, I think. But, Jay? I've had this happen as well. Um, and I basically will go talk to the neighbors first and just find out, like, what, you know, what are we doing that's causing the issue? What are the times that is an issue? Mm-hmm. You know, like, try to make friends with the neighbors you know, maybe ask them about their fitness. Good call. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and like, that would be my first step to try to kind of figure out what I can do to help with, with those people. Cause when you go above them, you tend to create enemies, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to create friends. So yeah. yeah. Good call. I did. I, I've also had this happen and I did the same thing. So I just went to the neighbors and I offered them all no sweat intros they're at a tech company and they don't like fitness, so they decided not to show up. But whatever, we're still next door neighbors. Did I still solve the problem? No, well, that didn't. That just as a result of me going over there. I was like, hey, you know, anytime if you guys want to come over and check the place out, let's let's meet up. Um, but we, I like asked where the problem. I just problem solved. It was like, okay, what what is bothering you? Their office was at the front. Our squat rack and Olympic weightlifting platform were right on the wall on the other side of them. Mm. So I was like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. They have computers that are, like, shaking. They showed me. <laughs> I had a coach drop a weight as I was in their office. It was not good. So I was like, oh, okay. So I moved my squat rack. Problem solved. But you work together with them. Yeah. To, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because, like, the landlord's going to blow it out of proportion. Right. Like, oh, my tenants are mad, and I need to protect them and cut this out, you know, whatever. But, so would you guys agree then that like going straight to the tenant is probably the first or best move? That'd be the yeah. first. Yeah. 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 Any any problems that I that I've had, if somebody goes to the landlord first and comes to me, then it's a big issue. Yeah. Right. And the landlord comes to me, then it's a big issue. If they come to me, it's like yeah, no problem. Like we always have issues with parking, and when people come to me, no problem. When they talk to the landlord and they go through all of that, it's just like oh god, yeah. you know, and and and. And then it becomes a bigger issue than it should be. So yeah. So if that if that's the case, I mean, would you be smart moving into a new place to go meet all the other tenants? 
taking coffee on day one anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're usually going to cause a disruption. You're a gym. You drop weights. Yeah. You, you run, run around. around you run around. You push sleds. Yeah. You take up parking. You know, you... They're going to hate you. puke in the corner. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a really good point is to assume that you're going to cause a problem and, and do what you can because when you change your mindset, uh, that changes your action. Interesting. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, well, now that I know that answer, that's what I would do. But uh, <laughs> when it happened to me, we were upstairs of a uh, women's clothing store. Uh, it wasn't for like women; it was for old ladies, and they were sold like you know embroidered sweaters with snowmen on them and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> like, let's say that you were—they yes. had a very specific niche of like <laughs> you're a teacher, you're five years from retirement. You know, you hate boys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's their niche. On day one, uh, one of my athletes dropped a snatch and it knocked out all of their track lighting downstairs. Oh, Yeah, that was expensive. Um, So what I should have done was taken them coffee that morning and introduced myself. Uh, instead, what I did was volunteer to take out their garbage for the next year. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it was always kind of a frosty relationship, but there you go. Okay. Um, so, we're going we're gonna to kind of throw some real curves in here because uh, a lot of what we started to see is the applicability of what we teach gym owners for a bigger, broader audience. A lot of us have business owners in our gyms and sometimes they turn to us for advice. You know, if you own a gym, everybody assumes you're a successful millionaire. And so they say, how'd you get all these clients? What's a Facebook? You know, what's a Facebook? So I'm going to throw each of you guys a scenario here. Uh, And I'm going to use my neighbors on this street. So Jeff, let's say that you own the small engine repair shop up the street. Okay. Okay. And you are full brother you are 8 a.m till 4 p.m you are working 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 uh you know you've got a backlog of clients but you're not making enough money what's the first thing you would do um yeah i would probably look at the services that i'm offering and the rates that i'm charging for them um and i would look at my intent in my perfect day just kind of figure out where do I want this business to go what is it going to take to get there and work backwards so if I want to make x amount of dollars a year then depending on how many employees I have and the expenses I have I can work backwards and figure out what I should be charging compared to what I am I could also just look at what my profit margin is which obviously if I'm not making a living is not good Mm -hmm. um if I can scale back expenses, uh, that would be a, a good place to go as well. I'm not talking about firing anybody or anything, but just maybe I'm spending unnecessary money on things I shouldn't be. Um, and then probably work towards raising my rates um, and making sure that the value that I deliver, the service that I deliver, meets the expectation that I raise. So I can under-promise, over-deliver with that. Um, so yeah, just definitely need to scale up with that a little bit. There's probably also things, other services that I could offer that I'm not currently offering. So I would look into that, um, in terms of opportunities. Uh, so I guess going right back to my seed clients. So who are my favorite people right now? My best, uh, customers are always consistent. They're always on time. Um, they're enthusiastic. They're fun to hang out with and talk to. Let's start with them. Like, and just run it by them. Like, 
you know, what do you like that I do right now? What do you think I, I should be focusing on? And then start working on those things. So I think it's that's there's a lot of answers to that. <laughs> a lot of opportunities there, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you guys want to jump in on that? Yeah. Uh, I would raise rates. Because, yeah. I mean, you're talking about, like, you're full back-to-back yeah. back and you're not making any money. Like, you raise rates, maybe you're a little less full, but you're working less making the same money. Okay, great. So you're making the same money. Maybe you have to spend a little more time coming up with new services or... Now you have time for it. Or, yeah, yeah you have a little yeah. more time or finding new customers, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I would I would just straight up raise rates, you know, 25% or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I would raise rates and I would just start weeding out those clients I don't want. So I'm spending my time uh, to get the best return on my, my investment. Yeah. Pumpkin plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, I know this guy, so I'm kind of cheating. I would hire somebody to work in my office three hours a day and uh, source parts for me because if this person finds parts, that's where your margin is. And uh, yeah, he'd actually make a lot more if he wasn't spending his own so time. So there's, there's a lot more demand out there for the service? Yeah, so I mean, like if let's say that you're fixing a boat motor and it takes you an hour of labor and an hour to source parts, right? Yeah. The, um, the level of knowledge you need to source those parts is far below what you need to fix that engine. Right. So I would hire somebody for 15 bucks an hour to find the part and that, that way I could spend my two hours fixing engines. Yeah, so yeah. the real answer to this is ask a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay, you are a massage therapist and you are, you're full, you're busy. Um, but you know that massage therapists last a decade at max before they get like carpal tunnel syndrome or they get physically burned out. How do you make more money and how do you turn this into uh, like a sustainable long term career? So. You know, if I'm, if I'm full, that means I'm a popular massage therapist. That means whatever I'm doing is working. So the, f- the first thing I'm going to do is figure out how I can train someone else to do what I'm doing, right? And, and so whether it's relationship or whether it's my massage technique or whatever, I am going to start putting together some sort of training module or training mechanism to get somebody else to do the, the best of what I'm doing, right? Uh, because that's something that I can sustain over the long term. And so, you know, let me just assume that I have some, like, special, you know, technique of massage, right? So I'm going to call it the, uh, the J method. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, the Williams method. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, J, the, the Williams method. And... If you know if you want to if you want to get a massage in the Williams method, then you know you're gonna have to book this time or whatever. Um, you know, here are some of the results that people get from the Williams method, and I am going to teach somebody how to do the Williams method because they are going to get these results for their clients, right? And I'll also you know create a career for them by helping them with the marketing and stuff like that. I love it. I have the Williams method. Right? TM. Wait, GoDaddy.com. Yeah, You want to add that, Dan? No, that was great. Yeah. All right. So, so Danny, you are a restaurateur. Okay, you own a restaurant. You are making a living. Um, You're fairly busy for breakfast and lunch. You obviously have a high overhead and a low margin. How do you increase your profitability? 
start offering dinner. Start offering dinner. <laughs> start okay. offering some, uh, yeah, higher value products like um, wine. I was going to say, do they serve alcohol? Right. Number one, yeah. Because that would be the number one thing. Absolutely. Start serving, you know, even like breakfast cocktails. Uh, they're really, uh, it's a cheap cost for the business owner, but super high return. So breakfast cocktails. Well, so I mean, I mean look, we're Americans. It's easier to get yeah. like a license. What, what, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what is it in Canada? The Bloody Mary in Canada is Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. 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 It's a much better. Name. Okay. All right. It is way better. Guys, uh, this is cheating because we did talk about a restaurant example earlier in the day, but what would you do to increase profitability, Jay? I mean, so the, the, the situation is that, you know, we have people for breakfast and lunch. Right. Right. Um, I would definitely look at the uh, coffee and cocktails market because you earn a lot. You earn most of your money on beverages. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. in, a, in a restaurant. Um, I would also look at what is the demand. So, you know, we talked about this earlier, like. If you have a line out the door, then potentially you can raise the prices and and still be fine because you're kind of at capacity all the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would look I would look at that, like making sure that your prices are in line with the demand that you have. Um, I would also look at are there additional services that we can offer? So maybe we do want to just keep it with uh, breakfast and lunch, but we also do catering for dinner or we do special events, you know that kind of thing. Um, maybe we rent out the the space for for that uh, for special events or whatever. Um, I would look to potentially expand my market beyond. So maybe you know lunch to go, right? Love Breakfast it. to go, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, can I just tell you this idea? So you guys met Eden today, and she is the new coordinator of the Two Brain Workshop. And I told her that within the next twelve months, she had to start a new business. And her first idea on her big brainstorming board was called alpaca lunch. Like alpaca, you know, like the camel. <laughs> yes. and so parents would subscribe to this thing and on their way to school, they'd stop here. You know, Mary, our chef, would, would create the lunch and it would be their alpaca lunch. Yeah, wow. I like it. I like That's that. That's awesome. GoDaddy.com. Yeah. We're going to have to pause this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can buy this for a release. It. Yeah. We got Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what would you do? I feel like you guys are looking at me for other ideas. Those are all great. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's a ton. Yeah, I think what you'd have to do with a restaurant is like look at what's the problem I'm I'm really solving here, and uh, what other problems could I possibly solve given the infrastructure that I have. And uh, one thing that Mary's doing at the workshop is selling subscription plans for lunches and dinners. Yeah. So for us, you know, we're a busy family, two kids in sports, guitar lessons. I can grab dinner, take it home. I know my kids are eating really well and it's amazing food. And I know that I can do that like, I'm gonna say it's a 12 times a month subscription, but it's like a 30 times a month subscription. (laughs) (laughs) It's an everyday thing. Yeah, Yeah. and I think think part of this is like, you know, the biggest thing with restaurants, I think is keeping, the food costs are really high. Yeah. Right. And the margins are, are pretty thin. Yeah. And so you have to find where those margins, where the margins are a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and focus on selling that stuff. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's looking for your opportunities basically. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, uh, you are a hairdresser and you need clients. You're not busy. 
What's the first thing you would do to start? You need five more clients to pay the rent. Yeah. Do I have my own place or am I paying? You're renting a chair. Renting Renting a chair. chair. Uh, Yeah. I would. Man, hairdresser. Come on. He's out of his element now. So Jeff is the only one of us wearing a hat right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't my hair. Yeah. We're pushing boundaries. <laughs> Give me outside my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, it's like asking Jay, how would you okay. colonize Mars? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so actually, I do have a solution to this. Um, I have a hairdresser who does personal training at my gym. Um, so basically what worked really well for her, she moved out. Uh, she was running a chair. No, no, no. She worked for one of like the basic main brand places, and then she wanted to go off on her own, so she rented a chair and then eventually opened her own place. But co-branding uh, and partnerships and just working with local businesses, because I mean, we all there it is. I mean, <laughs> needed that on the mic. Somebody finished my beer. <laughs> um. So yeah, just meeting with. Uh, business owners who have clients who have hair most of the time uh, and need that haircut thank you then yeah I mean creating those connections relationships and then creating an offer to add value to their client base um, and then ideally get those people to come in obviously get a haircut or get their information and then I can do a newsletter or create some sort of content tell stories about my current clients, because I probably have a few, just not that many. Yep. And they probably love me, because they're going to me. Um, and I'm really good at cutting hair. Uh, so I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so posting before and afters and doing some sort of client stories with that as well, having my own Facebook page that I direct everybody to, um, I'd yeah. probably work on that. Yeah. I, you know, I actually, I hate getting haircuts. and. Yeah, and and I went, you know, I, I eventually I capitulate with haircuts, right? Yeah. And so I went to a place, <laughs> I went to a place that was like close to where I wherever I was at at the time, and I was just looking around the place and going like, this is this could be done so much better. Like there's mm-hmm. so much potential here. I think a haircut, a hairdresser, it's about the experience, right? And so, like, because I don't really care how my hair looks. Right, that's why I hate getting haircuts, right? Now, this is going to be a different answer for you, Danny, but like, I don't really care how my hair looks, and so what I want is a good experience, right? So if, if you were catering to me, it would be like clean, you know, I can get in without like waiting for a half hour or whatever. Um, maybe there's like, you serve whiskey at the yeah. place. <laughs> I just thought yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, that's like, that's a big deal. Like yeah. I paid $50 for a haircut because they serve whiskey and have a good conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Um, awesome. You know, uh, it's clean. They treat you well. They ask you questions and they are generally interested, genuinely interested in making you look good yeah. because like for guys anyway, it's kind of like, yeah. I'm married, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't need the, the special haircut, right? I just need the uh, special haircut. I <laughs> so the ultimate thing is they'll cut your hair and then you put your hat on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think if, if it were, if it were me, if I was a hairdresser, you know, I would, I would be focused on the experience. And then at the end of the experience, I would say, you know, do you have any friends that, are, that might be interested? Here's a couple extra cards. Yeah. Tell them to come see me, hmm. right? I think 
funny enough, and I know this may be different for women, funny enough, I think the market for haircuts for men is pretty wide open mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. if I found a good barber in my town that gave me five cards, I would hand them out, no doubt. Yeah. That I like going to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Because we hate it. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny that Ken was telling us that story about his hairdresser today, and he was talking about the quality of whiskey that they serve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I, and I was like, <laughs> how's the haircut? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I was watching sports and drinking whiskey. It was yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> I get you. I can get away with a lot of stuff. What's the real answer, Danny? Uh, if I was trying to make rents and... Uh, make the rent. If I was trying to make rent... I would call every female in my family first, and I would ask them if they need a haircut or, or if they need their hair done. Yep. And uh, then I would have them reach out to three of their closest friends and ask them. And I would say, if you can get them in this week, I will give them a 10% off of their service. Um, and then I would keep going outward from there. I would reach out to my five or 10 closest friends until I was a millionaire. Affinity, Affinity marketing. Yep, that's, you're that's the same as That's a great answer. So this this hairdresser that actually, I, I have a banner for her yep. at my gym. Perfect. And, and our deal for the banner was she cuts my hair for free at the gym. That's the deal on the banner. Because yeah. I don't want to go to get my hair cut, and I never will. Yeah. <laughs> so she comes to me. <laughs> that's amazing. It's perfect. So it's really about the experience then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you guys say, to bring this back to CrossFit gyms and kind of wrap it up, um... Would you guys say that CrossFit gyms are doing this experience really, really well? And if not, who is? Jeff's the experience. The, the experience, experience, yeah. Are they doing? I don't want to work out. Well, I don't want to go to the yeah. gym. I, all the stuff Jay said about getting his haircut, like that's most people for yeah. fitness, right? So I feel like a big lacking piece in most CrossFit gyms is the element of fun and rapport with members. Um, I feel like we focus too much on results-driven, competitive-based programming and sexy-looking gyms, and everybody has to have illegal bars. You think we're still doing that? Yeah, I do. I feel like not everyone. Sure, let's mix up our beers. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everyone, but I feel like the general approach is you know you either – dump a ton of money into the gym and hopefully you know that it's amazing looks and equipment is going to sell it or you know even if you have the grassroots approach you're relying on phenomenal programming and coaching he's doing air quotes i'm doing air quotes uh and you're hoping that you're going to build a community and i i feel like that community only is going to exist if you are creating strong relationships with people and you're focused more on safety yes results yes but fun. Like it has to be fun. They have to enjoy their time. And that's your experience. So I come to a gym and we're like, ah, we're gonna do a horror like the go back five years of CrossFit and it's all about let's do a terrible wad. Let's do a hero wad and let's all just puke. Die. Yeah. And it's yeah, no, that's not fun. Nobody wants to do that. So if you want to expand your market, if you want to give a better experience to people, you can't just focus on terrible feeling wads. Like you have to have fun. Sometimes you have to play games. Every now and then, yeah. but like if that's all you do, and you, you like have a mural of pukey on your wall, like yeah, yeah. what is that saying to people? But like everything that you do in your gym has to reflect like a good experience, right? So if when someone walks into your gym, they should see all of your staff standing there in uniform, looking professional, yeah. right? Looking like they cared about showing up there. 
You should have a professional email address. You should, you know, not be like snacking on a muffin while you're coaching class. Not like, on your phone. Yeah, definitely not. Danny XO sixty nine at Gmail. <laughs> hey, how do you know that's your email address? That's your only email address. <laughs> Don't give that out. Dude. Um, even the interaction that you have, you know, through email with your clients or potential clients, the content that you're putting out there, like. Everything, if you're trying to be a professional and you're, you're trying to make a million dollars at your CrossFit gym, everything you do has to be on par with that. Yeah, Authentic, I mean, genuine. I think, yeah. I think good gyms are doing the community part pretty well. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the great gyms get, get the whole experience. Like, meaning, like, you have the community, which is great. People show up to see their friends. You know, they show up to like, you know, suffer together. But they're also getting results. Like they're actually getting what they came yeah. came out came here for. And they're also learning something, right? And they're doing it in an environment that they feel comfortable in. They can hang out there. They can, you know, they can chill out and do mobility or whatever afterwards. They can do burpees and not walk away with a black face, you know, because. Because the floors are so dirty. Um, (laughs) Thanks for cleaning that spot for me. (laughs) Yeah, um, like I think, I think the great ones, the ones that are gonna ultimately succeed in the long term, are the ones that look at all of those different aspects and make sure that it all it all fits in with the with the value. And you know what? There's if 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 your if part of your value is like sawdust on the floor gym, and you know that that's cool, right? Right. But like, if part of your value is like is it you know, though? <laughs> well, I mean, no, you got to really think about who you're going to attract with the sawdust on the floor, Jim. But yeah, yeah. Right. But I mean, maybe that's maybe that's, maybe that's the people you want, you want yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, it, everything has to be consistent with your values, and it has to be intentional. It can't be just what has happened over the long term. Just that's a great way. To just like it. a haircut. If it looks like you did it on purpose, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything looks good as long as you did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, I, I'll share one funny example from today. While we were having a meeting in my office, uh, the, the workshop is next door to Catalyst, and a member snuck in, put some muffins on the floor outside my office, and then ran back out and blew me a kiss through the window. I mean, five years ago, that, that doesn't happen at Catalyst. You know, it's a black website with skulls on it, and she would not have been a member here. No. Um, so I think that that's kind of... Um, you know, indicative of the change. Now this person is going to stay for 20 years. Right. So, yeah. uh, okay guys. So really quick to wrap this up, uh, worst CrossFit slogan, meme, or t-shirt you've seen in the last year. What? To frame it a little bit more and give you guys some breathing room here. Um, something maybe that an affiliate owner has shared on social media, Facebook, a t-shirt that they thought was like, oh, this is going to, this is going to draw people in. And really it's such a bad idea that it's probably pushing people out. So many, so many things. I I saw one today that I hadn't seen since 2007 (laughs) and it was our fun is not fun. Our fun is not fun. Yeah. In 2007, I would have been all over that t-shirt. Your yeah. workout is our warm up. Your workout is our warm up. <laughs> it's like, well, but that's my workout, so I'm just gonna work out. <laughs> Anything yeah. about puking, dying, skulls, black and red coloring. Yeah, I think yeah. like a big mistake nowadays, right? Like gym, there's many gyms that have leveled up at this point. Yeah. So 
you don't see that stuff floating around nearly as much as you used right. to. So I think just in like a social media sense, you see a lot of just like uh, haphazard posts, right? So like blurry pictures from class, right? And it's like 10 posts in, in a day from a, a CrossFit gym yeah. where it's really not providing any value. Yeah. That's one of the bigger mistakes I see now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more the old school gyms where they talk about, you know, like it hasn't killed me yet, or you know, something. Bloody like hands pictures. Yeah, those are still out there. Hands, come on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. Ugh. Well, we saw one today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw one that was pretty bad today. It's just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that's not gonna help. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think anything that portrays that what you're doing is for the elite fitness yeah. athlete. Yeah. You know, like you got to be hardcore to do this. Like the workouts prove that out. Like you're not going to, you don't have to call it out. People know what it is. You yeah. need to tone that down because people, people want to try it, but they're scared because of all the messaging so that we have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's nowadays, Everyone knows what CrossFit is, right? Like everyone knows someone that does CrossFit or knows someone that has tried it. So if someone's making the decision to come to a CrossFit facility these days, they're likely coming and, you know, they're saying, I'm going to do this really hard thing because I want X, Y, and Z, right? They're, they're coming to us now like with yeah. a goal in mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think, I think it's more, yeah, like anything from four years ago or before that pretty much it's just like nah yeah <laughs> but should be dead. I also think at the same time we don't we want to be careful about calling people beginners and putting out programs like highlighting not highlighting that but kind of focused around that and you know like they don't want to be pigeonholed to that idea that I'm a beginner or that I can't handle CrossFit, so we got to kind of meet them in the middle. Right, because um, a, beginner, a beginner's program might not be no. right for that person, as you know. That's yeah. territory. Yeah, they, they don't want to be called a beginner. Who wants to be called a beginner? I don't. Yeah. Uh, we can stay away from terms like that. But, yeah, just being more welcoming. Not, yeah. Don't, don't post scary stuff. Don't post bloody things. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I think don't that, call people beginners or make fun of people that go to Globo gyms. Maybe that's another thing. Is that, that's when a big post yeah. memes or um, you know hurtful memes or statements about people that go to Planet Fitness or whatever. Like, let them go. That's fine. Bicep curls are back, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I mean, you're, Nothing wrong. you're married to Jason Brown. If he says biceps girls, that's what we're doing. So I'm, I'm down. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go eat some steak. Uh, you know, we did as much as we could here in 45 minutes, but this is the kind of conversation that's been going on all weekend. So thanks for making a trip up to Canada, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks for doing some hot seat. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you.